0: <laughs> yeah man, I know Corton. I uh we go way back. Uh I actually been in that dude's brain. It's a mess in there. It's just bodies on bodies on bodies. Racks on racks on racks. That dude's got some problems. I'm just gonna say, you know, like some real bad stuff happened to that dude a long time ago. He has not really ever had a place to put any of those feelings, you know? He's got like this anger, he hides under all this stuff. Uh, and he's really only Vindros that he, he really ever opens up to. But who doesn't like Vendross? She's nice. But being in charge takes a lot more than being nice. <laughs> That's why I never was much good at being in charge. I like being nice. <clears throat> not for me I prefer to go with the flow you know now Corton Jr. is in charge I guess we'll see where the vibes go man I've been in that cat's head too and those. This is not the same kind of vibes this is the kind of the kid who grew up didn't have any of the kind of bad stuff Corton did never been hungry never been hurt never been scared it's just a different kind of vibe you got going on. But they do have one thing in common, though. They got that kind of vibe that makes people want to follow them. You know? Like, people want to do what make them happy because they want their approval. Approval's overrated, man. I'm just trying to have a good time. And if you approve, that's cool. And if not, that's cool, too. Just don't harsh my my mellow. Just don't kill my vibe. There's plenty of room up on this wavelength if you want to come join me. We're gonna chill for a little, maybe take a nap. After a nice snack, I think we're gonna learn how to lift houses with our minds. Come on, y'all. Join me.
1: The best is when you're right, right there on the edge, and you're like, "Oh shit!" You hear one, and you know that you won't get your hand to the record. Button on Audacity fast enough, but your keyboard hand is right there, and you hit that R in the nick of time. Oh, it's sweet. It's sweet. And, and you know what? I'm not saying that you should all try it, but it's a lot like edging. Oh.
2: For the audience, I asked them specifically if they're ready, and they say yes every week, and they're just lying. They're just not being honest We with
3: have me. turned saying we're ready when not actually being ready into an art form. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we're to. Tur- <laughs> Yeah, like when you ask if I'm ready, what I hear is "Will you be ready?" And yeah, I probably will be.
1: <laughs> Austin denial is the kink of this
2: contest. No, this co- of the podcast. Yeah, no
4: kink shame. Contest. Yeah. I actually do want to see that contest too, though.
2: <laughs> I'm, I recommend our audience go to go to their porn site of choice and type in Austin denial and just kind of see what happens. <laughs> just go on a little adventure. You know,
4: sometimes I say I'm ready because I'm like, oh, I have all the things up and ready, and then I'm like, oh wait, I'm looking at the Skype screen. And so, it's the attention is there. My intentions are honorable,
3: Austin. With, within days of this going up, I fully expect someone to make a throwaway Pornhub account just to just to throw up this little clip of the episode and be like, "Ah, there's some Austin denial." There it is. <laughs> oh
2: no, I'm really looking forward to the podcast you do with Mari and Stacy and reviewing some Austin denial.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what we did. And now I remember, and I hate it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a way of looking at it. Uh, last time we left the adventure, uh, there was some developments in the cult uh, that you all had left in Absinthea. The path of adjoining has some new leadership.
4: Oh, God, that's right.
2: Yeah, so you enter one of the suburban homes here, which has been uh, made over to look like a kind of knockoff church. Uh, some some Vindross-style drawings from the people who appreciate your art adorn the The outside and the inside of this installation, uh, in the the dining room, the long table has a, sat around it. Uh, the inner sewing circle, the kind of leadership of the church, which is the party members we all know and love, as well as Corton Junior, who is dressed up the way he last saw his father with the, uh, or not his father, who he thinks is his father, uh, with the uh, face veil uh, over his nose and everything.
3: Hmm.
4: I- I feel like the only thing I want to do right now is that Homer Simpson like retreating into the bushes, Jeff.
2: <laughs> I like the idea that you start to do that, and then the door behind you opens, and uh, Cindy the Turek, comes in, and she's holding the Bumble Sloth, uh, who is sleeping in her arms. Because last my episode... Bumble Sloth. Yes, yes, the one you left with Dwayne.
4: Did they kill Dwayne?
2: Dwayne's not here. Did so they I'll eat say that.
4: Dwayne? This
2: is an important question. Where's Dwayne? This
5: conversation is going to continue until I discover where Dwayne is. Well,
4: hold on. Do I take my baby? <laughs>
2: uh, I think when you uh, see the bumble sloth coming in, Lola, uh, Cindy, like, kind of like just signals to you that the bumble sloth's sleeping and she doesn't want to wake him up by passing him over to you.
4: no, oh, no, 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 no. Fuck that. Give me my child.
2: Okay, if you're very insistent, there's no reason she wouldn't give him to you. But, Where's Dwayne?
4: Uh, <laughs> why would I trust him? Where's Dwayne? And why is this teenager on the throne?
2: He has such a bright future.
5: Also, a very rich and intricate past that we still haven't quite covered all of the depths of, but also a bright future.
2: All right. So, Bramwell, you ask Corton Jr. where Dwayne is, um, and he, uh, is like sitting at the end of the table, at the head of the table, uh, says, well, we've had a some interesting developments while you were all gone um people were asking questions about the faith we didn't have answers to and so i took some initiative as you know um i am the son of our leader so i thought it only makes sense for me to step up
3: he he, he denied that that was the case
4: last i heard couldn't have kids yeah come like, was.
2: Well, I did that publicly in front of Cindy, too. Cindy knows. Cindy sits down at the table and then just does not make eye contact with any of you. Uh, I want to roll Insight. On who?
5: On fucking the, the little kid. I don't remember his name.
2: You don't remember the name Corton Jr.? <laughs> oh, man. No,
4: because it's not his name. That's not his
2: name. That's uh not okay, it is. so 16 is good. Actually, I don't know why I asked cuz I think I'm just going to give you insight on this whole scene, which is that um 14-year-old boys, and I'm going I'm saying this from experience, mm-hmm. are nightmares. Yeah. Just yeah. just terrible monster people. Um and this this little kid saw uh an opportunity to kind of uh show his who he thinks is his dad that he's uh kind of man enough to take over and he did a, a, a little mini coup. Uh I think with a sixteen, I'll give you that he hasn't like physically hurt anyone. You don't get that kind of vibe, like he's just like guillotining people in the streets. But he's working up to being maybe mm. maybe bad. I want to <laughs> go out and find Dwayne.
4: Well, well, I mean, who else was left? Remind me, uh, who else was left behind here? Staples, right?
2: Yeah, Staples, uh, Weaver, uh, Zer and uh young are all in the room and they are also kind of doing the thing Cindy's doing, which is like looking down and not making eye contact. Ooh, um,
4: all right. Oh man, I'm gonna bully Zer.
2: Okay, so do you wanna bully Zer? Um, just...
4: I wanna talk to Zer privately.
2: Yeah, do you just pick do you just grab his little wing and pull him off screen? Yes. <laughs> okay, you just you take you take your little Batman into the kitchen and he's like, Hey Lil, it's great to see you. You're looking extremely uh cute don't
4: try to distract me with flattery
2: your tail's coming in very nicely
4: i know it is but it's no time for that what the fuck ma'am?
2: listen we didn't know what to do uh, he started what making you the. What do
4: didn't know what to do?
2: The whole plan is getting these people in a cult so we can use them in a f- battle. And if we get them, uh, you know, I don't the, the ethics and morals. That's not my strong suit, man. Sir, do
4: you remember what you were like when you were a teenager?
2: Bristling with knives.
4: Yeah. Now imagine that, but worse. Now that's what's that. He's a teenager, what are y'all fucking doing? I don't know! Although I guess, although the Amy thing, she was a teenager too. Listen, I don't know, but this is a teenager,
3: I don't know personally. Vin- Vindras has a potential um plan, but I think in the background of this scene, uh, Vindras is using that wonderful telepathy that she's got to just message the group, like, hey, hey, who do we want in power in place of this teenager? Because I've got a plan, but I need to know who we're replacing him with. Uh, I'm
4: just grabbing, I just want to, for flavor, I am grabbing the lapels of whatever shirt or coat he's wearing, and I'm shaking him.
2: <laughs> okay, you're manhandling Zer uh, in the kitchen, yeah. which is a great image. No, I'm but...
4: bad-copping him, 100%.
2: But yeah, Vindros does kind of have a secret weapon in this uh, dilemma, which is that she can covertly communicate with people.
3: Yeah, So he's... Here's the thing. She, I think she's going to communicate this to the party. Her plan right now is to be like we went on a quest with Corton. Um I've come back with a work of art to share. The the Vindras whose art has adorned the town, who has inspired everyone on this and use that as the the way to paint the story of um here is the great deeds that uh, that Corton did while gone. Conveniently including the fact that uh, Corton cannot have children, and has never been able to have children, weaved into the tapestry, into Corton's departure and Corton passing down the big stone tablets of who should be his successor, I just need to know who we put in that final panel of the comic book. Like, who who do we finish the mural on? That's where Vindras is at. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I think that's what the, today's like whole episode. It's like a one episode arc of the cult of the 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 path of the joining leadership question. Yeah. Um but I will say that Corton Jr answers your question, Bramwell. People we've had so many branching conversation trees here. Your question is where is Dwayne? Uh, and he tells you that well, there were some people, not many, but some people who didn't uh, you know, appreciate what we're doing here and were, you know, trying to get in contact with people and the in the god king's court and narc on us you know we and uh we had to figure out what to do with them and we didn't have clear direction from my father so uh we we ethically restrained and are holding them and Dwayne did not agree with that decision but i'm the leader and so he is safely and humanely housed in a holding cell currently and where is that located
4: can we have the grand tour
2: I think Young jumps up and offers to, to escort you, just also because Young wants to get away from this this dining room.
3: I, th- I think Vintrus is going to turn around and get uh, to this, this kid and just go... <sighs> Look, what I'm hearing is that you've taken some of Corton's chosen group, the group that he chose and trusted and travelled with, and decided that your opinion supersedes his on on these people, and I really think you should be letting them out now. Well, we can clear this up right away. Where's my father? That is a conversation that probably shouldn't be such a group one. We should probably talk to you about that first. Actually,
1: no, that should be a conversation that should be held with all of Corton's party members, I would think.
2: Corton Jr. says, there are no secrets in the inner sewing circle. We're all friends here. We're all trying to to work together towards a common goal of love and togetherness and understanding. I don't see why we can't all speak frankly.
4: I mean, just for the record, I don't think imprisonment is usually part of the love and understanding vibe. It seems kind of contradictory you're in the kitchen i can't ancient. hear
2: you you're too far away bring me back oh, a
4: snack fuck, i'm in the kitchen i'm still shaking sir
3: <laughs> you're just throttling him like a homer simpson the entire time <laughs> <laughs> do you want to bring back our party members who you've imprisoned so that we can talk it okay let's not exaggerate the
2: scorpion man is a single friend of yours it's not like i, I threw everyone you've ever met in jail calm down
4: I mean, is it kidnapping that you took my Where are my sloth? snacks?
3: Lola. God damn it, I'm still
4: in the kitchen. I'm going <laughs> to drag Zero out of the kitchen. We're going to come out of the kitchen. You kidnapped my child. You can't just give him to his different guardian without my permission.
2: Uh, Corton Jr. turns to Vereen and says, I'm sorry, we haven't met. No, we haven't. I'm Corton Jr. What do they call you? <laughs> I'm sorry, what is your name? Corton Jr. You might know my father. He's kind of a big deal around here. Oh my god. Oh my god.
4: Yes,
1: I did know your father. But funny, he never told me
2: he had a son. <laughs> <laughs> he. Okay, so this is a big question. Vereen. do you have uh, th- Mr. Hendrix's sword cane? I guess now Corton, or I guess now Vereen's sword cane, on your person, visibly? Not visibly, no. So if Corton Jr. can't see that, he does not bring up any uncomfortable questions and just says, well, that's that's why I'm calling myself the occluded father, because I haven't really had a, a big, prominent, public-facing role. But I guess that might change. I don't know. Everyone seems to really like my leadership style, and no one will tell me where my dad is. So,
1: Well, no, it's just – it's it's funny because – That's the sort of thing I would have thought Corton would have made a big deal out of. He was so forthcoming about his miracles and gifts, and for a mull to have a
2: child, well, it's not
1: possible.
2: It's actually really easy. I
3: heard you just have to hug someone. Jimmy will tell you about it. Jimmy, where are you? Me and your father were incredibly close, and I promise you he is incapable of having children.
2: What do you mean, were? You just said you oh, and my father fuck. were oh, fuck. incredibly close. Hey, do I need I to tap dance? Jimmy, can you bring some guards in here, maybe? I believe Jimmy will be uh, talking with me in the hallway real quick, so carry on to a conversation. <laughs> also, some uh, ch- a cheese plate, please, Jimmy. The child has a point, though.
1: Maybe we should take him to see his father. <laughs>
0: Oh
4: no, I don't know what that means. Oh, I don't either, but I love it.
2: Okay, uh, I guess I have to establish Bramwell. Are you and Young gonna go check on Dwayne while this is yeah. happening? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, as you're walking, Young says, "Uh, I don't know how it got th- this far and this bad. Everything happened really quickly. And uh, Cindy said that it was uh, that you know Corton said it was okay for uh her to say that stuff, and then he the, the kids started saying, it, and it's just a whole. Oh, oh, I'm sorry." I'm a tad
5: disappointed. I thought you were getting your back straightened. I thought you were ready to stand up when you needed to i
2: i th- I thought it was it was it, there was a lot of confusing things, and everyone had different opinions and then people were yelling at and dwayne and um actually, at this point, can you roll ah oh gosh what what would you roll a perception maybe? You already rolled Insight on the general vibe. Okie dokie. Uh, 22. Holy shit. Um, Yeah, I think when Young's trying to explain to you what happened, uh, and they say like, yeah, uh, Cindy was kind of left in charge. And then when Corton Jr. started barking orders, she kind of just is like, oh, it's fine. Like, he can't do any harm. Just let him. And she's kind of explaining this. And then Young gets really incoherent. And at first, if you would roll bad, you'd be like, yeah, sometimes Young just babbles. It's fine. Um, but with a 22, I want to say that you think that there is a meaningful event that they cannot recall or articulate that there there is another factor with the 22, I would say like you're you, there's a s- suspicion that is planted in your mind, Bramwell, that the party members you love and trust, uh, have not fucked you over as bad, or at least not deliberately as bad <laughs> as it seems.
5: Can, can I cast detect magic?
2: Yeah. I would like to do that. Uh, so your spellcasting focus is your your stone monocle. So that just turns on and becomes magic o vision. Mm-hmm. You just have like <laughs> like terminator vision, but for magic. And there are definitely uh, traces of magic uh, uh, around a young. Uh, not currently, like, but yeah. There's, I think you have you, Chris, have intuited something here. Mm. If you want to maybe, like, say it out loud for others.
5: Uh, there's no need to be so hard on yourself, Young. It appears I was a bit, uh, too quick in my judgments. It appears some sort of enchantment magic may have been cast on all of you.
2: Oh. How, well, how did that happen? I didn't see
3: anybody
5: cast any magic. Perhaps someone did it from far away or without using any words.
3: Um, I- As soon as this conversation starts, um, Vindras wants to use detect thoughts and start getting those surface level thoughts off of off of our uh, new teenage overlord. Okay, so, yeah, to to be
2: clear to everyone, uh, none of you can hear this conversation. Bramwell and Young are on their way over to. Oh, sorry. My apologies. (laughs) But it's it's totally understandable that Vindras, you in this room are just like, what is Corton Jr. thinking? I don't think that's like meta knowledge that you're like cheating.
3: I, I think the Vindross would do so anyway but yeah my my misunderstanding had been was was Corton Jr in the room for me to be like oh are you freaking out right now
2: uh yeah no you you search uh Corton Jr's uh surface level thoughts and you think he's thinking about uh meeting his father and showing him like look what I did I took over I'm really big and strong please acknowledge me also can I have your sword cane it reminds me of my fake dad who I hate and I want to be better than him and have a cool sword um What else? Uh, He also thinks that, like, if he is the leader of the Path of the Joining, he'll get to hug girls. (sighs) Because he's 14. (laughs) Not wrong. (laughs) Um, But he's not not currently thinking, like, yes, yes, I have mind-controlled these idiot fools, and now I will spring my dastardly trap. It's, like, much more, like, petty than any of that.
3: I get to hug girls. Can I try and roll insight having now read his mind because basically I'm, I'm i'm trying to get a feel for if we tell him the story of hey court court on has ascended and he's not around here anymore and you're not going to get a chance to like i want to get some kind of insight into how he's going yeah, no, to react that's a that's a no-go that's yeah
1: that's a bad call right out the yeah. gate what you that's why <laughs> varine changed course yeah uh to because that was originally going to be the plan, was to do this whole ascension, yeah. Incident. But
3: the problem is, is we've already told that version of an event to one person, we can't leave
1: him here with just that, yes. And nobody else has told him, yeah. That. But again, the, so
3: the that's prob- fine. the problem is, we have but told one person the series matter. of events, like that's does not a, that's a problem, <laughs> does not matter
1: in light of this kid. We deal with this kid, that ascension story works. We just got to get the kid not there.
2: Yeah, I will just uh, emphasize uh, for all these roles we've done, you've all succeeded. 16 on the Insight, 22 on the Perception. That the important factors in play are like Cindy's opinion, uh, Corton mm-hmm. Junior's opinion, and that sword, the sword cane, which could break things in any number of directions if it's brought into play. Mm. Uh, but with with that, Bramwell, you and Young arrive to the house that's being used as a, a, a basically a, like a little jail. It's a very like twee jail. Um, but you just go inside. There's like guards all over the place I don't know, a dozen uh at the entrance and exit um and in, inside as well and you see there's like five Turek who were tied up a, in addition to Dwayne um th- this is, so there's a very high likelihood that this whole path of the joining thing could have devolved into civil war like if you had been caught killing the abbot or if you had failed on all the roles to spread this this idea throughout the community but you kept critting you kept getting out of stuff like you have all done insanely well just statistically very unlikely (laughs) that you have done this well uh and so there's really a very minimal resistance there's only a couple of people who you know just in any given population there's always going to be a couple people who don't do not vibe with the majority ideology but as few as i can reasonably believe i just want to point out something
5: that my logic train is trying to go down they used enchantment magic on all of our party members, and Dwayne was the only one to pass the check
2: because he's that awesome. Do you want to add, Yeah, so at this point, they see you, they know who you are, and they're, they say, like, do you want a minute with the prisoner? And you want to just ask Dwayne that? Yes. Dwayne, truly, your tales of grappling with the greatest
5: mentalists the world has ever known were true.
0: <laughs>
5: when you wrestled with that colossus illithid on, on Mount Doom, that story was true.
2: Truly, you have, have found true strength. Yeah, you know, we, we were kind of gathered around a campfire, roasting marshmallows, and Corton Jr. proposed a toast to his father, pulled out a little lute, started playing a song for everybody, and then I just went to the bathroom and I missed it. And so I, when I came back, everyone, uh, they they all had agreed that he should be the leader, and I wasn't down with that. So that's kind of where it started. Not
5: luck, but fate, you say? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. that must that must have been a result of the time I did a favor for uh, someone who followed the the conduit of luck, and then that, of course, that blessing has followed me ever since. Indeed. Well, uh,
5: are you being you
2: know are you unharmed? Yeah. Uh, the, the the These Tarak have uh, spent a lot of time just kind of grilling and chilling. They're not really the torturing kind yet.
5: Mm. Well, see to it that they do not become that.
2: Uh, but don't worry, don't worry about me, man. My carapace, the thickest steel, my stinger sharp as hell. Uh, I'm just biding my time, waiting to see what you all would do. We actually, we've been talking in here and, uh, you know, this might be a good thing. If the if the resistance to this interloper kind of unifies everyone behind them, then the path of the joining might be even more united in purpose, you know? Indeed. Wise
5: and hunky. You are truly a total
2: package. <laughs> Thank you.
5: I want to give him a hug. Oh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm really happy he's okay.
2: Uh, he hugs you back with his giant, terrifying scorpion arms. Actually, I think in fact they've tied him with like a normal rope, and you you see he could easily cut through it with his big claws if he really needed to. So, Chris, you're, not you, worried you're about so
3: him. happy that he's safe. You haven't anticipated that right around the corner he's going to end up getting killed and be the martyr to rally the cause against this false uh, leader or something.
2: Yeah, at, the, at that point, you go to leave, all the t start stabbing him now. No! <laughs> no! Um, George R. R. Martin, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we have the kind of audience that would be receptive to a Red Wedding type of turn.
3: Well, I mean, if we did it to, like, all of the characters that were notable, but that no one liked. We just put all of them in a room.
2: <laughs> nope, all my NPCs are beloved, Laura. It's not possible. Um... Yeah, so Bramwell, I would say with your roles and your crisp brain, you have put together. Corton Junior may have taken a page out of uh, old Corton's book and used the bard feature uh, that allows him to make people idolize him. You may recall, mm. uh, Corton busted this out at the at the the barbecue where this whole cult started.
5: Hmm. Could I magically intuit a way to undo that?
2: Uh nope. I it actually, I mean, maybe I should make you roll for this, but it just runs out eventually. It
5: just runs out, so that now everybody's kind of just awkwardly like, I don't know how this happened.
2: Yeah, everyone just keeps looking down and being like, "This got out of hand." Um, y- Vindros could easily
1: uh tell Corton Jr. that Corton actually sent for him secretly and wasn't supposed to like reveal that in front of everybody. And that the ascension story thing actually only partially true. It's intended to hide where Corton is. The God King's forces are starting to hunt him.
3: Mm, mm. So this is—he uh, is, yeah. The the ascension is a metaphor for the fact that uh, Corton has had to, you know, flee the God King, and uh, you know they will be reunited again. But but this is a journey that Corton Junior must must make alone. <laughs>
4: Ooh, and maybe you know he can't be on the throne because
3: it's
1: not his time yet. But one day
4: that makes him too much <laughs> yeah. of a target, and he's too young.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Don't know. Not. It's not that it's not his time yet. It's that his his path is with Corton. That's
3: yeah. ah, um. Right. So I think I think Vindros is gonna is gonna look to look to Corton Junior and just go. Look, I. Tried to get you to come aside so that we can talk about this privately. Um, do you mind if we te- telepathy this? This this was only meant to be for you.
2: Okay. So are you saying that telepathically, or are you asking to move? Uh,
3: saying saying out loud. Are you okay if we if we make this private? I I have something to share with you.
2: Yeah, you're trying to move from the DMs to the texts. I get you. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Why don't you roll
0: persuasion?
4: Okay. Um. I'm never on this app. Just text me. <laughs> Lauren. <laughs> what?
2: I can't with you right now.
4: It's, it happens a
3: lot. I've read that a lot. Yeah. Th- Thirteen. <laughs>
2: okay. thirteens. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say uh, above average is enough, is enough for him to just be like, uh, yeah, I guess, sure, what's up?
3: We're, we're going to have to tell everyone a story about where Corton's gone shortly, and... It's going to be the kind of story that gets told about Corton. It's going to be very fantastical, very over-the-top, very bombastic, and more, in some ways, more metaphor than truth. Um, Corton has had to flee from the God King. He's on the run, and he told us to come back here and make sure that everything was followed to his wishes, but he has had to run and he sent he sent word for you okay so the wolf pack commits to a, a
2: line uh to address this path yeah. of the joining, uh conundrum uh but before Corton jr can respond a terrible shriek rips the air uh it's unlike anything you've ever heard before um, but the the component pieces are such that it it does resonate with something Denise said to you all, uh, which is uh, the cry of a cassowary, the buzzing of a mosquito, and the vocalization ah. of a hippopotamus all entwined together.
3: Yeah. Oh fuck! I
4: forgot about that guy.
2: So bad. And so uh, a guard kicks the door open and just breathlessly, he's like. <gasps> Boss, there's a a giant chimera outside. And before he can even finish warning you, there's the sound of the gate being burst open and people screaming and running.
3: Uh, Um, Okay, quiet thought. I really hope the God King is here because this could really help us to sell this lie that the God King's looking for court on. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's what sent them. Yeah, I. nobody
2: has indicated that this lie was specifically to dovetail with the fact that God King is after you because of Vindros uh, touching the, the crystal, but that is that is a very- Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, that helps, that helps. A fortuitous
2: hybrid. You're so welcome. The Denesian Chimera has arrived in Absinthia to kill Vindros, which means we cut over to Clear.
4: <laughs> of course.
2: Who? <laughs> oh, shit.
4: <laughs> Chris gets no rest.
2: Clear- <laughs> Uh, You and uh, Belle in Amy's body have arrived at what is a, uh, to the audience, obviously a nuclear facility of some kind, but which to your two post-apocalyptic characters is just a weird building uh, with all kinds of warnings you can't understand on it. Uh, The door has been torn off its hinges by pink crystals, and you see before you even enter it uh, humanoid shapes lying dead in the hallway, riddled with pink crystals crystal uh projectiles
5: yeah uh i want to look at one of the signs i want to do the arthur that sign can't stop me because i can't read meme and then (laughs) this
2: one yep uh you as you enter this uh dark building i think there's like emergency lights on but they're very very low um you have dark vision, so it doesn't really matter. But just for the ambiance of the scene, it's just like a very dim hallway. And there are these metal people uh, all strewn throughout the hallway uh, who are clearly dead. I don't know uh, if that means anything to you necessarily. Have you met any metal people? I guess just the, the, one, the robot frogs from the Aethar. Yeah. Uh, not quite those kind. These ones don't seem to be uh, like at all uh, biological. Can I
5: do an arcana check on them? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, 24 yikes uh yeah i mean you don't know the words robot or war
2: forged. i just made them right now
5: <laughs> yeah you I coined vent- this so I hard I invented the term robot
2: yeah it, retroactively it, sh- it ripples through time with the 24
5: i pointed at it and i said
2: robot and then everyone knew exactly what it was <laughs> um what can i want to give you more of the 24 so th- these robots have been dead for many many years this is f- when your father first came down here they were the security of this building he slaughtered them um, and he shredded through this complex. You see, there are just huge dents in the walls. Uh, the like ceiling has been blown open in some p- parts. Like he fought the entire security team of a, a nuclear facility and won. Mm. Interesting. I would like to delve further. Oh yeah, deeper. <laughs> so you make your way deeper. You're stepping over these robot corpses. Bella's kind of nervously walking behind you. Um, she, she says, uh, clear what do you, th- what is all this? What is happening? I
5: don't know, but this is what the God King feared, right? There's nowhere to go down, so this is it.
2: I mean, there might be. Do you want to leave and try digging?
5: No, he came in here. You could see it. Everything around here, he blew it up and he came in here. Fuck. I hate it when you're right. I'm
2: always right. <laughs> you know, I for someone who just exploded a giant two-headed skeleton, you, you seem to have still this, like, this fire inside you. I feel like you could just, like, just enjoy winning. Just enjoy being cool and badass and, like, chill a little. I can't chill until the God King's dead. You're an ice Nazi, so you can. Finger guns, finger guns, finger guns.
3: <laughs>
5: oh oh, I, I don't know how to, like, loudly roll my eyes and continue <laughs> on but i do that
3: i uh, feel like that's the verbal side sigh, there <sighs> if that that is a verbal eye roll you get it
2: clear chill because you're it's it's a putt. okay come back <laughs>
5: it's, it's like uh fuck what's uh there's like a joke in the flash community that anytime his parents die or something like that like the the uh the subtitles will just go like sad running noises as he like runs to work <laughs> out his problems, and I just want—I I don't know what the narration would be like, angry eye rolling as as I walk forward. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love the phrase every time his parents die. <laughs> I don't know enough about comic books to make sense of that.
4: <laughs> we like that way more than we should.
2: Um so with a twenty-four, I'm gonna say that you hear something long before it would take you by surprise, which is whispering in this building. Uh Ugh. specifically you get to the end of a hallway and you there's a split. You can go left or you can go right. Um, and you hear whispering from both directions, um, to your left, the whispering is, uh, like the first time you heard it, or it's, uh, someone muttering to themselves, uh, and someone just saying, Frida, Frida. Oh, spooky. And this is the one that beckoned you onto the flats, uh, before you ever broke through the crust. Uh, and that one didn't seem to be actively hostile. Uh, To the right, you hear the whispering that has followed you as you have delved deeper, which does seem fucking hostile. And it's whispering just (laughs) says, come take your medicine, princess.
0: I mean, (laughs) I should deal with the one on the left. I to
4: be clear
5: right now. But I want to deal with the one on the right.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Whichever way you go, Belle will go the opposite because she's just like, yeah, well, let's split up. We can do more damage that way.
3: Oh, idiot. Never split the party. What a fool. Uh, Ah, this is a real... You know what?
5: In character, fuck these voices. If you guys are fucking hiding something, I'm finding it. So I'm going after them. Wait, which one? (laughs) The one on the fucking right. These fucking dickhead voices that are like, come fight us. Like, no, fuck you. I'll take you all down.
4: Let's fight. Yeah.
2: All right. Bell goes left. You go right. Roll perception to see... Uh, how bad this goes for you. No. I bet it goes real good. Couldn't it go good?
5: <laughs> Hold
2: on. Oh, dear.
5: How do I get to negative? There we go. <laughs> oh, never mind. I crit.
2: <laughs> fucking <laughs> God damn it, Chris. This was going to be such a good jump scare. It was going to be like Ringu or fucking The Grudge. I had this whole thing. Adam. You motherfucker. <laughs> oh, can, like something come
5: out to spook me in and then I stab it through the throat with my sword real quick?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that is That is essentially what's happening here, which is you're, like, walking down this hallway. The light's very dim. It maybe even flickers. There's these whispers that are just, like, through gritted teeth. Someone's just like,
0: die, 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 die.
2: <laughs> and then the fucking ghost comes through the wall, and you just turn and slash it for, I mean, roll damage uh, for, like, a fucking spell or something, you jerk. Because with a crit, you absolutely hit this ghost before it can jump scare you.
5: Okay. Uh... <laughs> I really
4: am. Taking it down like a bitch.
5: In my mind, this is like when you hear about the guys who go to a haunted house and just punch the person who's trying to scare
2: them. Someone comes out with a chainsaw with no chain on it, and you just drop kick them in the nuts. Uh fifteen. All right. So w- w- which uh, which spell is that?
5: Uh, I was just flavoring that as the end of uh, Investiture of Ice. But all
2: right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can be, it can be your your ice uh, sword if you want to, yeah. uh, which you just slash through as something jumps out at you. Um, I guess this does save me in time and editing, because I don't need to make a, like, a spooky build up with like, custom music, because you just own its shit. <laughs> uh, the oh, ghost like, that- it's this bitch. Well, the ghost that comes through the wall-
4: It's that bitch!
2: Is a uh, executioner with a big axe. The Axe Baloney, in fact, the second <gasps> ghost of this axe we've seen. Uh, and it is the, the ghost of the executioner Terran, the first person you ever killed. Uh, the Terran is, uh, basically a humanoid pterodactyl, rippling muscles. Uh, this one. He's just
4: really jacked. Also, if you look at it, like, the shadowing on his abs, it, like, his pecs looks like look like eyes, and there's, like, a little nose and a smiley face underneath <laughs>
2: We're adding more details because the early episode of the season was called crotch abs because we were fascinated (laughs) with this person, and now we've added, like, abdomen eyes.
4: Well, yeah, it's like a face that leads into the abs that are the crotch, so I guess that'd be the neck. I don't know.
2: It's like uh, eye pecks, peck eyes.
4: Peck eyes. (laughs) You put googly eyes on his nipples. (laughs)
2: This peck-eyes ghost, which would have been a very, like, creepy, like, hunched-over, imposing figure coming to kill you with its ghost axe, is instead slashed humiliatingly as it stumbles out of the wall. Uh, And this thing turns to face you. Uh, Clear? Do you say anything to it as it just mumbles under its breath, just, like, through bleeding teeth and just says, like, Execution!
5: Here to die again, are you? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah it just it hisses like like literally like a, a cat like and lunges at you with the axe um 13 uh that's a mess 16 that one's a hit all right wow this is this ghost is not doing great huh he's
5: doing all right no
4: he's getting on like a bitch
2: Uh, So the first axe strike misses. The second hits you for ten damage. It's your turn. That's pretty Uh, good. Yep. I mean, you're level thirteen. You would not have been if different choices had been made, and this would be a much tougher fight. But I did not adjust the levels because of the story.
5: Yeah. Part of me wants to go real ham on this guy because I do a. I mean, I have a seventh
2: level spell slot.
3: I kind
5: of want to use it, but at the same time, I don't need to. Do
2: it. Emperor Palpatine has entered the chat.
0: <laughs> Do it. Do it.
5: Cuz I feel like if I cast this then I'm just I'm 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 just gonna I, I want to coup d'etat this guy. Uh-huh. Cuz I I have power word pain. But can ghosts feel pain. Do it. Yeah, I'll cast uh, power word pain on on the executioner. Yeah.
2: All right, so the way that spell works is if it has less than 100 health, which it does, it is racked by uh, psychic pain. And is just this ghost is in uh, absolute agony and cannot act, um, I guess, which more or less just gives you another turn. Would it be the ghost with the most pain? Oh, my God. Why is this happening? <laughs> Why is this the show? Uh... <laughs> Clear, paint me the picture. Okay, so what's the, first of all, what's the power word?
5: So, uh, I guess just, I guess just suffer. Just suffer. Oh, fuck. Oh, was I was supposed to make a wacky one, like, gloop-glop. <laughs> Please
4: do
2: gloop-glop. <laughs> gloop-glop. And then you're like,
4: "Oh Come on, that's genius.
2: Do gloop-glop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is, okay, this is an important character moment for Clear. <laughs> she has to decide if she's the kind of person who would say suffer or Gloop-glop. <laughs>
5: Claire would say suffer uh, but quietly in the back of your head you could say glop,
3: glop. I don't know to stop thinking <laughs> alright I hate this
5: um...
2: alright I think I mean so power word pain is an incredibly powerful spell it's your turn again you basically have carte blanche oh this is dark but can I just go up and just slit this ghost's throat. So if we want to do a role play resolution rather than a combat one, and you do that, I would say I'm going to do something in return, which is ask for a wisdom saving throw. Ooh. Mm, I don't have those very good, good sir.
4: <laughs> you don't have those very good. I love you, Chris. You're so funny today.
2: Thank you. I got a nine. Is that high? It's not high, no. Hmm. I think uh you so you walk up, you say it Suffer. takes almost
5: all of my fingers though.
2: Um, the the you see this ghost like writhing in agony, it like drops the axe, you walk up, you just uh you know, shing your ice slate saber out and just slash its throat. <laughs> and uh what it does Ooh, as it's done di- Can
5: I go back just for flavor instead of slashing his throat?
2: Can I stab him through the heart? <laughs> oh my god. Of course you can. But what? Okay, then the I guess the visual is as you do that, uh, there is like a, a flow of energy up the blade up to you because you failed your wisdom save as all of the, the, the ghost's uh, life flashes before your eyes. Mm. Uh, you you see him in like elementary school stacking blocks with other Terrans. You see him like going to like junior executioners, uh, technical college. Oh, what was their mascot? <laughs> Uh, it, it was, uh, Gary the guillotine.
4: <laughs> Gary!
2: <laughs> we love Gary here. Uh, merch available. Did he
4: just have, like, is it just a guillotine with, like, arms and legs? <laughs> and just, like, cartoon eyebrows that aren't on his face, but they're somehow his eyebrows?
2: Yeah, we absolutely should make plushies of Gary the guillotine and be, like, our official show mascot. We should all get shirts oh with God. him on it.
5: You to, like, Could a, there be,
2: like, different
5: colors one? of them? Like, the M&M's?
2: <laughs> yeah, and there's a inexplicably hot lady one for oh, some that reason. That
4: is one of them way sexier than it has any business being. <laughs> Why did they make the
2: guillotine so sexy? Uh- <laughs> how
4: do you make a guillotine? No, you put eyelashes on it, that's how you know it's a girl.
2: A little bow, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's The most it. fuckable guillotine in the universe.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that <was> fuck- <laughs> put that on my soon.
3: No, no, that slots for your neck. I like that this is all happening as like the darkest reality is happening. In I'm still trying to make guillotine and oowoo into one word and the closest I could get was guootine. <laughs> it doesn't really work, but Gie-w-a-teen. it feels like it should. No
1: guillotine. No, yeah, just guillotine.
3: Yeah. Oh the
4: most fuckable guillotine in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you to think about that for years.
2: So you stab uh this ghost uh and you are hit uh with your failed role with the realization that this was a person who has themselves greatly suffered because of your father's actions and is a product of the system that also has made you suffer. Um and I can't make you make any character decisions. Um I I guess what I'm asking is like, do you just fucking chill for a second? <laughs> can you chill? Is what I'm asking.
4: <laughs> hey, can you
0: just
2: hey, chill Austin? Yeah. No.
5: Yeah. I'll move
2: on. <laughs> put, put your lips right on the mic. No.
4: Yeah, that does sound really close.
1: No.
2: Um fucking hell. <laughs> Alright, uh so you dispatch that ghost who uh dissolves back into the gray permanently, uh, as their selfhood is dissolved. Um, and you hear from the other hallway, uh Belle yell, Oi. Uh, Claire, you might want to come see this. There's a a ghost here, and it's it's looking for your mom, and it it keeps trying to hug me. <laughs> Can't you kill your ghosts on your own? <laughs> I guess I can. Do you not want to talk to it? It seems. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, now now he's crying. Fine. I'll
4: I'll go. <laughs> you not kill your ghost on your. Own. I love sassy bitch. Can we just turned this it.
2: into a really dark black comedy. Going I,
4: forward? I'm really loving the energy.
2: Wait, is this, is this show not a black comedy? That has been my goal. What is? That, what do it's you all think It's always been a black comedy. <laughs> yeah, my style is just joke, 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 blood, 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 joke, 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 blood, blood, blood. That's what. That's the thing.
3: <laughs>
2: what genre are you all in?
4: It <laughs> sounds like my life.
2: So, Claire, you run over to see what Belle's doing that, and why she can't dispatch her ghosts <laughs> e- as easily as you did yours. Um, and you see, standing at the end of this hallway, the, um, the figure of a Merciel, a bat folk.
5: Claire is going to immediately rack her mind to think of all the bat folk she met. And she's like, it doesn't look like Xurr. And I'm blanking on the name of the leader of that group. I want to call her Diane, but I don't think that's right.
2: No, Diana is the, Okay, Diana is a a Honduran white bat, also known as like a marshmallow bat. They're like these perfectly round little fluff bats. They're very cute. Um, Zer is a flying fox, just kind of looks like a dog. Um, And this is a spectral bat, which you have never met before. Who are you? The bat looks at you. Um, kind of, like, looks up. It was had his head hung low and looked like maybe it was, like, sniffling and crying. And it says, Frida? No. Not sure where she's at. Frida, it's me. Todd, your best friend. Uh, Claire's going to look confused over to Amy. Just kind of shrug. Uh so Wolfpack, uh the Indonesian chimera has stomped the fence into the suburbs do we roll initiative or do you have some other kind of plan because this chimera is 3 times the size of a hippopotamus to accommodate its other heads hippopotamus cassowary and mosquito all sized up and its tail is a whipping round round worm
4: um, what if what if we just like dip i don't like that guy
2: yeah the uh the hippopotamus gnashes its black disgusting teeth the cassowary's mouth is like lighting up with white heat you know it can breathe white phosphorus uh the mosquito begins like stabbing civilians with its its long uh protuberance And the roundworm is like... I can't do that. The the roundworm is like wiggling around, like trying to wrap around people and throw throw them into the hippopotamus's maw.
4: Okay. All right. So hear me out here. Would I, Lola, who knows all about all the animals, would I know of an animal that could be big enough to help deal with that animal? Because I have not used it in a minute.
2: Yeah, you actually went the whole last arc without using your conduit power, which we should mention to the audience, uh, the, the, the resort arc wrapped up last week, so everyone leveled up, but 8 is a pretty boring level, so we just didn't really talk about it in those uh, those Vereen training scenes. Does anybody have a level 8 thing they want to address? Oh, okay,
5: I multiclass, but whatever, I guess mine's just boring too. No, you
3: just added another cleric
2: level, you goof. I saw the sheet. Yeah, well... Level three cleric. I
5: got level two
3: spells. I've got locate creature. I could use it to locate this big ass creature right here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Laura.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> she,
2: she found it. Uh, yeah. So if nobody has anything, level eight is very boring. Mostly, you just get some stats.
1: Uh, I got level six in barbarian though, so now I can't be charmed or frightened in frenzy, and I get I an did get a rate. thing.
4: The only fun Her... thing I got is land stride. So. Uh, I can move through non-magical difficult terrain without costing me any extra movement. I can also pass through non-magical plants without being slowed by them or without taking damage if they have thorn spines or a similar hazard. In addition, I have vantage on saving those against plants that are magical or manipulated to impede movement. So that's nice.
3: I've I've got a f- I've got 4th level spell slots now and I can do locate creature and revivify and my 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 wisdom is up to 20.
4: Oh nice.
0: Ooh.
2: So to answer your question Lauren, um uh Denise has uh, engineered this chimera specifically to be the deadliest animal. The cassowary is the deadliest bird, hippopotamus the deadliest land animal, the mosquito the deadliest insect and the roundworm the deadliest parasite. Uh so Uh, You can absolutely use your conduit to summon a really cool animal and we can workshop it together, but this is not like the halflings where it'll just rip its head off and then the fight's over. It'll just be like, oh, now we have a strong ally for this fight. You know when Sephiroth's on your team in that part in Final Fantasy VII? Like that.
3: Okay, so we want to fight or do we want to run? My gut reaction is fight. Yep. Because that does cement us as the amazing warriors protecting everyone caught on's amazing warriors. Oh,
4: oh good, good, true. Like
3: we want this to be a public spectacle of us saving the day.
4: Alright, what's the coolest? <sighs> Blue whale eagle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lauren, you can't just open your mouth and say the dopest shit with no warning.
4: That's so what the giggle was. Is I just was like,
2: <laughs> is this like the Death Stranding uh, BTS where it's just like a sky whale that just fucking comes out yeah, of nowhere?
3: The, it's the whale, yeah. Lauren, I have to ask: Are the eagle wings still eagle sized?
4: <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're uh, <laughs> they're they're large enough for the for the percentages to be right. The ratio is good. It's just. A blue whale with giant eagle wings and little feet. Roll initiative. <laughs> blue whale <laughs> eagle. Oh, brain! Thank you.
2: Are we calling it the weagle? The weagle. <laughs> yeah, we are.
3: Oh, three. I'm. I'm gonna be a bit slow to act.
2: Seven. Yay! I'm not
4: first. Eight. Oh no.
5: Hey, Austin.
2: The highest number thus far was an eight. You didn't need to big dick us <laughs> like that.
4: Wait, does the Weagle go on the same turn as the enemies?
2: The Weagle goes on your turn.
4: Okay. The Weagle.
3: <laughs> well, at least you wasted your crit on initiative, An initiative crit means nothing, right?
4: If it's a blue whale eagle, maybe it's a Bweagle.
2: A Bweagle's good. Also that makes me think of uh Weasel, the buoyant Weasel Pokemon. <gasps> yeah, it's a good oh, guy. That's a good
4: Pokemon. That's a good
2: Weasel.
1: Yeah.
2: Um <laughs> Does make me think of
5: beagles though.
4: I also I had a beagle named Bagel growing up.
5: Oh fuck! I really want a bagel right now. God damn it!
4: I also mm. oh I have bagels in my freezer. Oh.
5: All right, bagel break, guys! Quick ten minute break. Let's grab a bagel. Come back, <laughs> carved up, ready to fight this thing.
4: No, let's fight. Um,
2: all right, yeah. Uh, so Lola, you see the Indonesian Chimera, and you uh, what do you just do, like yell to the sky?
4: What's that? Okay, I I was gonna do the cool whistle, but I can't- me, Lauren, cannot whistle. Yeah. But you don't really put your fingers in your mouth, and you're like, Woo, and everybody comes.
2: Every, yeah, I love to whistle and make everyone come. That's my thing. Shut
4: that's up! My, oh my that, god, shut up, I will kill you.
2: That's my conduit power. <laughs>
4: shut you can't whistle. No. Whistle, Austin, Austin, prove it! This, uh, Austin, you the clearly whistle.
3: least horny on the podcast.
4: Yeah.
2: I would Lass. trade being horny to be able to have a cum whistle. Are you kidding me?
4: Shut up. That's
2: a great deal. You, sh- wow. I
4: hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. I'm going to get you back someday.
2: <laughs> Ominous.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. So let's start with the the Chimera's turn. Um, it is going to uh, make uh, attacks against the the three people next in the order. So uh, for Vareen. Boop, 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 boop. 28. Yeah, that's gonna hit for Bramwell. 12. That's a miss, actually. And for this thing's not so bad. For Lola, 19. So, Vereen, you take nine damage as the mosquito stabs you with its—it's it's the center head on the body. So I would also say that the main body is mostly hippopotamus, except for the wings, which are mosquito. Uh, the feet on this thing are the cassowary's claws. Its most deadly part, and then the tail is the worm, of course. Um, Lola, 11, uh, which no. I think is from the, the worm, like, wraps around your wrist and tries to pull you in, and you, like, get out in time, but it slams you into, like, a lamppost. Icky. Okay.
0: Uh,
2: so, Bramwell, you dodge, uh, the cassowary who tries to peck you. You see that it is still charging up its white phosphorus breath, though, and that is gonna come down. Mm, that seems bad. It's very bad. I'm looking at the stats, my bud. It is bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm. so... It is your turn, Uh, Vareen. I want to say the way chimeras are created in Dungeons & Dragons, they are just one target. I thought about making it a four-target fight, but that seemed more complicated.
1: (laughs) Mm, No, no, no. No no reason to make it more complicated than absolutely necessary. All right, so Vareen is going to go ahead and go into rage. (laughs) 1921... And
2: nineteen. All those hit. Vareen does not miss. Okay. And the damage. All the Turek and the subwoofers are like, "Who's this joke?" Or we never seen one of these before. Oh wow, they're really
3: badass. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is a great debut. Like basically, as a new species, the first member of a new species, you're going to set all the stereotypes about who you are to everyone else. So this is this is good. And season twelve, people were talking about, oh yeah, the the Dunesians famously kick the shit out of chimeras. Everyone knows that.
1: 32,
2: 48 damage. Yeah, you sink that sign right into the closest head, which I think I said the the uh, M- mosquito. The mosquito poked you, so you slam right into that thing. Um, and forty eight is a lot. But you don't think you just di- you you don't right. feel like oh yeah I whooped its ass it's no. dead like this thing has a health pool yeah so yeah you you hit it solid forty eight is is a big deal but this is also a fucking strong ass guy Bramwell uh hmm I would like to you know
5: I want to just do it I want to cast a spell I want to go up to Vareen and cast uh warding bond so i will give uh Vereen a plus one to ac and saving throws and uh also resistance to all damage but when Verine takes damage i'll basically take the half that's not going to them oh okay so it'll make you a little bit sturdier and, uh, well, I already resist bludgeon, pierce, and
1: smash, and slash damage. Does that include rage.
2: white phosphorus damage? Well, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, this is a great callback to the earlier conversation you two had, where you promised to protect each other. So, I dig it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's 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 gonna be my turn. All right,
0: Lola Banes.
4: All right. So first, I'm gonna use my bonus action first, I guess, uh, to use Sandra to cast Hunter's Mark on this bitch. Um and then I get four attacks I believe. Oh gosh. Yeah. Is it four? You get. You get either, your, it might be three.
2: I think it's three. You get your normal attack. You get your extra attack from level five, and then you get your animal attack.
4: Okay, that's right. Three. Damn, four would been dope. But you, um, yeah, the
2: hunter's mark is your fourth thing, which is that's a my lot fourth thing.
4: Yeah. So I was like, I think only three now. Give me five. Okay uh my first one i have pack tactics so i get advantage of my first attack against creature so the first one's a 16 miss miss yeah and then a 24 hit and then a 19 hit hell yeah all right, so are you sure it's not a humanoid?
2: I'm very Lauren. I have given you your favorite your favorite enemies are elementals and humanoids. You I, have been had an embarrassment of riches. Don't be greedy. I'm, I'm just being a goblin. I know.
4: All right, so that's four and seven. That's thirteen.
2: Yeah. So you start shooting your quills at it. It's not great. Uh, but then here comes. The Uh, the Bweagle, which basically mechanically how I want to handle this is you just get a whole second turn.
4: Oh, I still had to sit. No, I have plus eight. Plus eight? On my. Yeah, so two of those hit. Yeah, so two of those hit. Yay! More hits.
2: Yeah, and so how does the how does the Beagle attack? Does it just fall out of the sky and like land on this thing?
4: Um, well, I like to think it has feet, like the eagle feats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you take like, a whale and you put it on wings and like eagle feet.
2: Okay, so it comes down out of the sky and like puts its talons through its back.
4: And I'm I'm trying to think, would it be cute if a whale kind of had a beak? A little bit, yeah, I think so. I think it'd be cute. So I like to think it has a beak, so maybe it can peck some motherfuckers. Yeah, that's a
2: that's a cute kind of style. Yeah. Uh Vendros, it sounds like it's your turn.
3: Oh, I'm pulling out the big spells for this one. Um Hell yeah. I'm I'm gonna do my new spell, uh, or one of my new spells. Locate creature <laughs> like, It's up there. No, I'm gonna use oh, Guardian <laughs> of Faith. Ooh. Um so I summon a large spectral guardian that sort of hovers in a place of my choice. That's gonna be that's gonna be near the chimera. Um, flavor-wise, just to try and continue selling the, like, aha, Corton's uh, people are back, I I want this Guardian of Faith to take on a very Corton-reminiscent appearance while not being exactly Corton.
2: Damn, now that's good roleplay. Mwah, chef kiss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I'm gonna need a dexterity saving throw.
4: That is a spicy meatball
2: this thing does not have the decks. i thought it did
4: whoa why would you think it had any good it's a worm a mosquito a hippo with the body of
2: a hippopotamus come on that's how you know i built it right is that it doesn't have the decks? but i just forgot (laughs) yeah
3: that is not quite enough um you are gonna take 20 uh what type of damage is that 20 of some kind of damage 20 radiant damage yes and this 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 guardian sticks around until it's done sixty damage, so it's still here. Hell yeah!
2: So the giant Corton, uh, uh summoned spirit does, I guess, the uh, cane sword uh, draw and just like slashes through like an anime protagonist, and everyone oohs and ahs. All the Terek are really jazzed by this.
3: Yeah, there we go. I I helped sell the story. We're gonna sell it a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
4: this will come in at least later.
2: Uh, so with all this damage coming towards the Chimera, it is going to use its white phosphorus breath. And no. I, yep. I gave you a turn to kind of figure out what you were doing. Um, and Lola, you attack from a distance and, uh, Vendross, you didn't necessarily have to close range. So both of you are away, but, uh, uh but Vereen and Bramwell, um, are like doing a thing together. So I'm putting you two, two in the AOE together. So
1: we're gonna take a bunch of white phosphorus to the face, is what you're saying.
2: <laughs> uh that is a constitution saving throw. Uh to beat 14, actually. Does six beat fourteen?
3: <laughs> oh. Um just a sec. Is that a saving throw you've just failed?
2: Yeah, do you have a psychic thing that can get Bramble added?
3: Uh how how much higher do you need to be? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a thing that can let you roll a d8. If you're lucky, we could maybe get you out of this. I roll a ten. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna help Corton on this. I think I think that's more doable. So I'm gonna roll you a D8 to add to your failed saving throw. Um I don't have anything. Uh four, that brings you up to the number you were supposed to hit? Yeah, uh,
2: so that's, I mean, it could not have gone any more mathematically perfect than that. Uh, I guess the flavor is that uh, the cassowary opens its beak and just this white phosphorus beam comes out. It essentially, uh, you know, mortars the position with uh, Vareen and Bramwell. And Vindross, you just uh, instinctively reach out with your mind and psychically shield Vareen?
3: Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's. It's it's not a, it's not as much as we might have hoped, but it's just enough to sort of take some of the impact.
2: Uh, so I rolled fifty damage for that white phosphorus, which is very good for Verine. That you're only taking half. Uh,
1: and and I resist it, so it's how much do I? You'll have? take
5: half, and they take half of yeah. that.
2: Yeah, and then I 12, take that, that other bad. half. So how much did you take, Bramwell? Then. <laughs>
5: Uh, 62? What? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so that could have been a potential double nuke, and instead only Bramwell gets absolutely fucking destroyed by this. Um, Can I emerge from the smoke and just say,
0: I didn't hear no bell!
2: Vereen. uh, you just saw Bramble nearly die. Uh, I think as they emer- as Bramble emerges from like the phosphorus smoke, they're absolutely torn up. I think he still has HP left, but like narratively, yes, on death's door from the burns. I I I would have to do the
5: math real quick, but uh, what is six out of sixty eight? Because that's how much percentage of my health I took, <laughs> like ninety something. Oh
1: my god! All right, well, um. Hmm. I don't know if I can save Bramwell, but I can certainly not. Oh, I can run. I'm
5: good. Fine. <laughs> I got. I got my spell on you. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: Cool. Then in that case, uh, we're gonna go do the attack Uh huh. 12, Uh, but crit. Yep.
2: Only the crit hits, but crit's nice to hit. Crit's nice to hit.
0: Nice.
2: Uh, six, 6- sixteen. So thirty-two damage. Nice, yeah. On that crit. So I think Yay. that's probably the Caswary nukes you two. Uh, you come stumbling out of the the smoke, this white thick smoke, choking and burning you. And you rush out. You take a couple of uh, swings as your vision's obscured, but the last one connects with a thunk against the beak and takes a nice big chip out of it, and it, it withdraws its head. Bramwell. Uh, hmm. So I'm gonna right away. I'm gonna leave.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like do, it, I do will... it in a badass
3: way but be like ah, i'm helping the villages to escape i'm being heroic Actually,
5: <laughs> yes um so i will cast a spell i will cast spiritual weapon which we've all seen before i get access to it now at level two uh because i'm a war domain cleric and I would like to think there is a new shiny beacon weapon surrounding the not Corton-like visage in the sky. Uh, and that can hit and, like, attack for me later. And then I'm
2: going to book it and use
5: uh, <laughs> use my action for a bonus action to heal up.
2: Now you say another weapon. Is is that, like, now the Corton Guardian is dual-wielding? Or is it, like, a second Corton? Or how do you want to flavor this for, like, maximum propaganda? Whoever's creating this visual I don't want I don't want stay I, I don't want to trample on uh, Moritha's
5: uh, garden so to speak.
3: So wait what are you doing to my guardian?
5: It's getting another weapon.
3: <laughs> oh go ahead you, give it whatever weapons you want to give it.
5: <laughs> yeah I yeah. want it to have like um have like a really
3: big hammer shaped kind of like a dong. <laughs> uh, is this really the Corton branding we want at this moment while trying to try oh, to pivot the narrative okay.
5: never mind it's covered in uh, it's covered in battle wounds for all the people it's protected
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah the Tarek look up at it and they're like wow that, that magical hammer sure looks like it's protected a lot of people I can tell
3: <laughs> that's okay, how Chris, they do Chris for you one little dong on the bottom Oh, okay. Your little one. Yeah, you the no,
1: pommel one. is is just like the you know. It's just a anyway. subtle
3: dong. You wouldn't notice it unless you were looking for it. You <laughs> no. have
2: plausible dong deniability. <laughs>
4: one little dong. But that's
2: definitely a helmet down there. <laughs> Bramwell, does the the weapon attack this turn or? No, it does not get to attack this turn because I'm uh,
5: I have to spend my action to do another bonus action to use my uh, second wind. So I'll I'll regain a bunch of health. All right. Lola Bane.
4: Okay, so the mark has already been done, so I'm going to use all four uh, as attacks. Oh, yeah. Um. So 27, 25, 14, and 22.
2: Everything but the 14.
4: That is 18. I hit it three times, so I also have to roll a d6 now for each hit, because with Hunter's Mark.
2: Yeah, I mean the flavor of this is obvious. It has three heads and you just pop each one. Yeah. John John Wick style blap blap blap.
4: Uh that's 16.
2: Bweagle time.
4: 24,
2: 21, 26. Yikes
4: on bikes. Um does the bleagle get Count for Hunter's Mark? Probably not. This thing's broken.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The question here for me is, what does it do with its big uh, body? That is uh, like a cool new attack that it can pull.
4: Uh, Well, we discussed a belly flop. We didn't. We didn't say that happened yet. I think it's breaking out the belly
2: flop. All right, so it just drops its whole weight onto the Chimera. <laughs> it
4: just, just goes boneless and falls <laughs> on it.
2: I think you definitely hear a, a terrible snapping, crunching noise. that maybe, like, shatter the hippo's, like, hip. It's, like, Aww. back leg. Um, and it's, it's like, listing terribly. I, I, I kind of imagine,
1: I can't help but imagine the Weagle with, like, Talons underneath. Yeah, like, no, that's exactly
4: old. what I said.
1: Gonna, yeah,
4: he's got just, talons and a beak, but it's also really cute.
1: And he just flops.
4: He just flops. <laughs> so, well, because he he's, he's got to use all his moves. Um, but that's twenty-five damage.
2: Yeah, the great thing about the audio medium is you can just say like the most disgusting, awful things, and then say, "But it's cute." And like, what are they gonna do about it? Uh, yeah, all of a sudden it is.
3: Yeah, what are you, you can't stop me. <clears throat> Vindros. Okay, so Guardian of Faith isn't a concentration spell, which is wonderful, so it just does its own thing, and I get to have an action this turn. So uh, let's get that deck save, see how much damage I do. Boop. Seven. Yeah, you're going to take the 20 radiant damage again.
2: All right, yeah, the giant Corton with the, the dong hammer and the sword <laughs> slashes it up real big.
3: Uh, And then with my actual actions, I'm going to use... um. How do I want to do this? Um, as a as a bonus action, I'm gonna summon the Ghost of the Axe Baloney. Um, and then I'm gonna get an attack in, so let's see if I can hit... Nine! I suspect that that does not hit. That does not hit, no. Um. Yeah, I'm doing a melee attack, so I can reroll... A, oh no, that's reroll a damage die. No, I can't do a thing.
2: Alright. Uh, So you miss with your personal attack, but your Corton Guardian slices deep into the Hippo's hide. And actually, it's back to the Chimera's turn, and it still has hit points. But I can see it's not going to survive another round like this. Uh, And so I think what it does is begin uh, trying to fly away. Uh, So as a role-playing choice... Uh, The question is, do you let it escape or do you uh, put the town at risk to try to put it down? Because it will start going bananas here and try to take as much of the houses and people with it if it has to.
4: I think we let it go.
1: Yeah, it's not a threat at the moment, and...
4: Yeah, like, we protected us, I don't want to just and kill And we'll
1: look, we'll look good being, you know, merciful in
3: victory, yeah. too. We, we, We are the merciful victors who saved everyone's lives, but also didn't murder needlessly for no reason, you know? It, it's good for it the saved image. Save their
4: homes! Yeah. we could not have. It
3: puts us in a very good position for us to decide what happens next.
2: yeah. I think the decisive stroke is also the giant Corton spiritual guardian, just like this radiant uh, magical figure you've summoned, which cuts the roundworm tail in half. And that's like really the the stroke that makes this thing think like, I got to get out of here. It's cutting things off of me. Uh, And so it takes to the air on its mosquito wings, which obviously it shouldn't be able to fly. Uh, but it's like dragon rules where it's like the body is too big, but this is a, this is a world of magic. And so it
3: takes off. Are, um, are you suggesting that according to all no- known laws of aviation, this thing shouldn't be able to fly? <laughs> fucking hell, Laura. I walked into that. <laughs>
4: the bleagle the b- Well, there's no reason this should be able to fly either. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I just said that when there's a bleagle here. <laughs>
4: the b- well, there's a bleagle When there's a bleagle here?
2: uh can you roll animal handling uh for me lola for the weagle i want to see if it sticks around and maybe like helps pick up some of the wreckage because it could be a very useful ally to fix the fence and so forth
4: <laughs> all right i'm just gonna i don't i have four it's only a plus one but i rolled a 15
2: oh yeah 15 is great i was all looking, looking for 12 so uh what do you do so the the chimera roars with all three of its heads uh, the tail is like uh, cut down the middle, like cut in half. It's spewing blood. It takes to the sky and begins flying back uh, towards the castle where it came from. Um, what do you do? What kind of whale call do you have on deck?
4: Well, well, oh, are you trying to get me to make a weird noise?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the blue whale call and the, e- e- <laughs> but with the eagle screech. I guess it's a, it's a red-tailed hawk that what is always it, used for eagles what if and it media. Turns,
4: it starts and it and it. It's like, Woo-ee! or something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's exactly what I wanted. Thank you. That's <laughs> what
4: so I figured. that's that what you wanted, you bastard?
2: Uh You do that, and the the Weagle, like, uh, bobs He can take uh, away the chunk
4: of roundworm tail with his claws. He can get oh, yeah. out of there.
2: Yeah, it just pops that sucker in the gob. Snack.
4: Oh, that's chew A snack.
2: Um, And, yeah, if you, like, tie some ropes to its legs and to the fence, it can, like, lift the fence back up, and you can fix this uh, with a 15- yeah Uh, that's a success the fight was a success uh bramble almost was reduced to ash that's the main thing but you actually didn't get knocked down
3: um is corton jr anywhere around to be seen
4: oh that fuck yeah i guess we should do something about that guy.
3: yeah i mean yeah that totally makes
2: sense to me that he left the house and then saw the chimera and shit his entire pants situation (laughs) uh so i think he absolutely saw all of this
3: Okay, um, I think Vindras is going to try and take charge of the situation somewhat, presuming there's some sort of onlookers and things around. Um, Everyone's out.
2: This is the biggest thing that's ever happened to this place. Everyone's here.
3: (sighs) Have we, can we say there's a convenient mural spaced uh, area that I can start doing art as I talk to the people? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think I think as as this is happening um Vindras is starting to paint the mural of events um and just say to everyone I'm sorry we've been gone for a while but we have come back to let you know what's been going on with with Corton. I know that a lot of you've been wondering where Corton is and look to put it simply There are people that need Corton more than us right now. We have proven that we can stand up, that we can rise up to the challenge of spreading Corton's message of love, and peace, and togetherness, and we can keep people safe while doing so, and there are places that don't yet know, the wonder of Corton's message, and as such, Corton has gone to help others. But what should not be forgotten is the lessons that Corton imparted to us, and the fact that Corton's message lives on in every one of us. Um, now, as this is go- going on and, and Vindras is painting the sort of mural of events, um, just telepathically messaging everyone going shit i don't have an ending for this who are we putting in charge who will we putting in charge
4: oh yeah
2: fuck this is so good you're giving like a like a Les Miserables speech on top of a like a, a scaffolding like in the m- midst of this destruction painting a beautiful mur- mural giving a great speech uh but you you've run out of track here yeah. so so,
3: so Vin- vindras is yeah, Vindras is buying time by, like, you know, painting The Ascension, and she's like, I, I need something for this last panel. Give me something.
2: Well, do you want to cut to Clear while you guys think about this?
3: Yes.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, that's that's a great cliffhanger to leave it on. Uh, Clear, uh, Bell has brought you to- Hello! T- <laughs> Belle has brought you to this ghost of this Murciel, uh, who says that he was Frida's best friend. But now he's a ghost. Do you have any questions about your mother for this person? <laughs> Is Frida still alive? Uh, yeah, the ghost uh, seems to be trying to absorb the idea that you're not Frida. Um, it seems like it was like drawn to you because uh, you're related, and it's like it sensed something about her in you. Uh, but once it like fully absorbs that you're not Frida, uh, he says, "Yes, I. She she's still out there. I know she's not over here. Is she still in Wormwood? Yes." She would never abandon her child.
5: Well, did she find anything about how to kill the God King?
2: Does she have information? Todd doesn't seem to know. Yeah, uh, the audience will know that uh, Todd died just as Frida learned about the, the bottom of the world. So actually, Todd would not have her information. He does not know.
5: Claire will just say, well, it looks like she let you down too.
2: D-d-d-d-down.
5: And I'm going to go over to the other side. I'm going to be like, hey, I killed that thing. I'm going to explore what's down there.
2: Yeah. yeah. No. Um, be- Bell, like, sees this and says, "I. this person seems to have come from the afterlife and expended, like, all of their spiritual energy to make, you know, this last contact. Is there... She like, like Bell's, uh, so you don't know this in character, right? But Bell as someone who was a ghost, Mm -hmm. like is, is much more sympathetic to this person. So so she like, looks very, uh, pensive about this. And she says, um, yeah, if you keep going down this hallway, there's like a, some kind of important room up ahead. Do you want to, you go, just go ahead and check it out. I guess I want to stay here and see if I can put this, this guy to rest. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if Clear cares, but there's like this m- real moment of like emotionally complicated stuff going on in Belle's face. That no, uh, no, she does not. Yeah, she she definitely sees like all this, and it's just like fuck damn fuck it's like
5: that extra it's like that extra piece of story right before you get to the big boss you're like I don't care just let me fight it
2: yeah like y- every yakuza game ends with 15 cutscenes where they change <laughs> who the bad guy is
5: yeah I'm like I have no time for this anymore um
2: yeah so uh you leave bell and the ghost of todd and I mean just off screen she's going to like do religious rites and try to like put this ghost to rest, but he has delivered the message that your mother is alive and that she never forgot you. Um, so you go up, you follow this hallway. And at the end, uh, there is a room with a sign, um, which I mean, you don't know what it says. It's in celestial and infernal, but I guess for the audience, I'll just say it says, uh, like main server room. Well, pop inside i'm gonna I'm gonna peep that server room <laughs> as you enter you hear a mechanical voice which says "Hello there who are you uh, the lights kind of flicker as this voice seems to be coming out of the walls there's nobody in here and there's these stacks of blinking machines that you don't recognize the audience we know they're computers but for clear there's just a bunch of blinking boxes and the voice says, "Welcome I am the AI in charge of Facility. How may I assist you? Why didn't my father
5: kill you when he came in here before? Error. Please rephrase. Why did the God King not kill you when he came in here before?
2: <laughs> I think the AI is like takes a minute to process because it doesn't know who the God King is, but it like tries yeah. to figure out what you're saying and then eventually after loading <laughs> like returns of a uh, uh, query. Uh it returns just like an answer of like previous visitor left after accessing elevator elevator is currently disabled how do i get access to the elevator one must restore power to the elevator to resume operations and all the lights flicker flicker very quickly and it seems like the voice is damaged in some way are you some sort of ghost (laughs) (laughs) The voice says, no, I am an AI produced by Believers of the Source Nuclear Services. I don't know who that is. That's okay. Believers of the Source, your number one source for your nuclear needs. (laughs) Where do I turn on the power? Um... I think at this point, the wall lights up in a way that's very surprising to you. You don't know what a monitor is, uh, but it shows what's clearly a map. And uh, the room, it shows where you are. There's a little arrow showing where you are. And then it shows an arrow in another adjoining room. And it says, um, power can be restored here at the reactor. Do I need you for it? Nuclear power provided by plutonium elemental. Elemental status, missing. How do, What is a plutonium? <laughs> plutonium is a radioactive a- 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 element. What does that mean? Handle with care.
0: <laughs>
2: Believers of the source, your number one source for safe nuclear power. I hate you.
5: Can I freeze it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think yeah. I, th- I think the um the voice says. Uh, low temperatures are important for maintaining core stability. However, they do not generate enough power to p- restore elevator service. So I needed to not die. Um, I think at this point there's uh the screen shakes and actually it does uh a kind of some blinking of its own you've seen um amy blinking in and out of the gray and the map blinks in that way it's kind of like eerie to you uh it's not actually related it's just a similar effect um, and then it shows what is a, a video screen like a video recording from like security cameras and you see um your father leaving here with an elemental in tow he had like this humanoid uh rock monster um, it's like a silvery person made. I mean, you don't know what plutonium is, but it's just a silvery metal in the shape of a person. And he's leading it out of this facility. And it says uh, the voice says plutonium elemental missing previous visitor requisitioned. So he took whatever would power the elevator. Correct. Please notify your your, your supervisor to address this. This is against protocol. What give me enough power to turn on the elevator? Uh yeah, that's a good question. Uh Could I break you? Could you turn it on if I broke you? A- absolutely not no not Uh do you want to roll maybe arcana? Cuz uh th- th- yes. th- I think w- literally what the, the AI says is like nuclear fission is confidential. <laughs> Everything's always
5: confidential.
2: Uh 25. God damn it. Chris, you cannot roll so well that Clear understands nuclear physics. <laughs> I guess I did, my boy. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Yeah, 20. This is, God, sometimes there's a roll where, like, the whole campaign changes. And <laughs> you're rolling a 25 on a nuclear reactor so much. I just figured out nuclear fission. Uh, Yeah, so uh, here's what I'm going to say is you don't understand, like, what <laughs> a, like, a super critical <laughs> chain reaction of fission, fission is. What My oh, un- God. I'm very tickled because this reminds me, there was a recent chapter of Boruto where Naruto and
5: and Kurama have like fused for a new form. And Kurama starts the explanation by being like, Naruto, think of it like nuclear (laughs) fission. And the entire community of Naruto is like, wait, why does he know about nuclear fission?
2: Yeah, doesn't that take place in ninja times?
5: Yeah, Ninja Times. Now, they're a little bit more technological now, but uh, <laughs> apparently there's nuclear fission in Naruto. So, you know, keep that in mind.
2: Yeah. So what what Claire actually understands here is that there's some kind of thing that needs to be powered up to work an elevator. And it shows like a little diagram of an elevator. So you understand that's like a moving room. I don't actually – I just realized you don't even know what an elevator is. Um, but uh, that the power source has left. Your dad took it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you you output enough power, you can turn it back on. Now, this is where I'd say like you're fucked because you're an ice genasi and that's the opposite of what you need. But with a 25, I think you uh, understand that if you put out enough like a- enough magic into – uh, that chromatic orb mm-hmm. that you can do because uh, Amy gave you her mother's necklace. You might be able to do fire magic enough. Or here's actually, because the thing is, Clear doesn't know she is a martyr right now. So she would be like, oh, let's, I'll get Amy to chromatic orb the reactor. And then that's not going to be enough. And then you you can be like, oh, well, let me try. And then you do a god beam. And that will yeah. be enough to turn the elevator back on. So at the 25... You got this. Um, The last thing I'll say is there's like a diagram on the screen of the facility because it's showing you the different rooms. And then you see a long, like you don't know what an elevator shaft is, but it looks like a a, a room that goes down for some reason. And it goes down and down and down to an area that says like classified. But you can like intuit. The idea is you've gone down many layers and there are still some below you, but whoever built this place built it to connect to the bottom so like what whatever's down there, whoever put it down there, built this place to go down there if they needed to. And it's a direct connection. Okay. Sweet. So this is going to get us to the bottom finally. Yeah, whoever these believers of the source are, they've the, they're the ones behind all this. They did this and this is their access route. They're gone now. Mm. Obviously this place is abandoned, but nerds. Yeah. So uh, the the do- there's like another door in this room out that takes you to this so-called like uh, generator, this um, reactor rather.
5: Yeah, I want I want to do that. I want to. I'll get Amy, tell her I need some juice. She's gonna try it. Doesn't have quite enough. And then I'm gonna be like, I guess I'll try it. And then I just I load it up with a big old hefty high level spell slot and charge that bitch up.
2: Yeah. So yeah, the only flavor I would add to this is that like when you go to get Belle and you see she's like kneeling in the hallway and there's like she like quickly dries some tears with her sleeve, uh, and the ghost of Todd is gone, and she says like, "All right, I'm ready to go now. Uh, I heard a voice in there. It's you know what to do." Yeah, it's fine. You're all right. <laughs> yep. I'm just excited to go, go get the legendary sword from the bottom of the world and kill our—she's like—and kill our husband, our father with it. Uh, yep, let's go. Are you sure you're all right? Hmm, I'm already gone. All right. Uh, yeah, you explained to her what a nuclear reactor is in your understanding, which is like—and you actually, when you go in, there's like a big um chamber that's open and empty. Uh, where the plutonium elemental used to be, and there's all these pink crystals on the ground where your father, like, pried this thing open. Not really a surprise now how God King Wolfram died originally. (laughs) You probably shouldn't uh, travel with... uh,
4: Plutonium?
2: Ten tons of plutonium, yeah, if you don't want to get super irradiated.
5: What a loser.
2: (laughs) Uh, but he did not know that, he, because in this setting, no one knows what radioactivity is, or radiation poisoning. You assume he died in terrible agony.
4: Sucks to suck. Yeah,
2: nerd. Alright, we'll kill him again with it. Um... <laughs> yeah, uh, Bell shoots a chromatic orb into the reactor. It, like, briefly, uh, like, the, the lights get a little brighter, and then just go back to being dim. And then she hands it back to you, and she's like, this is never gonna work. You didn't even try. I'm gonna I'm to use like a
5: like a high level spell slot for it.
2: Yeah. Uh. So you paint me this picture because I think this may be the moment, and tell me if you don't like this. This may be the moment you realize you are a, a conduit to your mind because it's not. Yeah. Like the, you've never accessed this level of power. You literally fire out a chromatic orb powerful enough to to power a nuclear reactor. <laughs>
5: Yeah, so like before she's casting spells that are actually like at higher levels, but in her mind, that's just like what came to her naturally, the same way she learned to just like unconsciously blink and things like that. You know, she just naturally kind of learned those spells. She hasn't really thought about it, but she's cast chromatic orb before and it wasn't like this. So she realized, you know, putting all of it in, all this energy into it, that this is definitely like a way bigger deal than it usually is. Yep,
2: and uh, so I think uh, Bell looks at you and goes, um, "Why are you better at that than I am?" Because I'm a conduit
5: now. I made it to the bottom. Yeah, Bell takes a whole
2: step back. Bitch, that's right. <laughs> she says, um, all, "All right, that. How did that happen? W- what you just from the necklace?"
5: What do you mean? We made it to the bottom. That's what everyone's trying to do, right? That's what. That's all. But I'm here. I'm at the bottom. I can't do that. Yeah, but you weren't devoted to anything like that.
2: Oh, fuck off! Well, what's the one thing you've been focusing on then? I'm trying to become the queen. I'm the liberator queen. <laughs>
4: well,
2: I guess you just didn't want it that much.
4: <laughs>
2: I bet. Oh man. I bet I fuck what she said, like literally the words that just came to my mouth where I bet Amy could do it. (laughs) Um, fuck me running. I think at this point, uh, bell looks down and then she, she tries to hug you. Do you let her hug you? Uh, it's uh, reluctantly like
5: a, okay, but there's no reciprocation at all. Like it's, it's, it's a completely one way hug as clear just like looking to the elevator, like, It's waiting. We
2: could use it now. I don't know why we're doing this. Uh, Yeah, she hugs you in, like, a a more motherly way. Like, she pets your head, and then she, like, kneels down and looks in your eyes, and she says, "Clear, you are a fantastic person. You need to fucking chill, all right? You're going to be great. But remember, you're better than he is, okay? I have to go fix something I fucked up. He's a lot older than I am. I have to catch up. Sh stop. You're, don't make me put you in timeout. You can't put me in timeout. I'm 11 years old. Uh, did you have a birthday on this adventure and not tell me? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs>
0: no! Chris. Chris!
5: Chris? It was my birthday a week ago. Chris?
2: Fuck. I th- yeah, she just starts crying, and she leaves, and she says, You're gonna do great, honey. You've got this. I have to—I fucked up. I gotta go. All right. See you later, I guess. Uh, yeah, she runs off to give her body back to— uh, Give Amy her body back. <laughs> oh, go- sweet! I solved that subplot without
3: recognizing it existed! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh Yeah, long-time listeners, my work will know. My, one of my favorite uh, movies is The Fifth Element, where the hero and villain never meet. I love shit like that. <laughs> to subvert all your expectations. Um, but yeah, the, the elevator's powered up. I'm going down. Ding, ding.
5: I'm going to say, voice thing, send me down.
2: Right away. Ding. And the doors open up. Um, inside this elevator... You see, the ground is absolutely littered with pink crystal. Ooh. I'm going to not touch it all. the uh, the The crystals are everywhere, and this this thing is the size. It's a it's like a elevator that takes like, um, in our world, it's like a kind of elevator that would be used to like move the space shuttle. That's how big it is.
4: Oh. Mm.
2: Yeah. So that's what I'm impre- what I want to impress upon you is it's fucking ginormous. It's gigantic. Um, and there's there's more
5: crystals here than we've seen in any other part
2: yeah yeah in fact i would say uh i was gonna make you roll for this but in, in, there's no point uh you uh walk in and there are just uh, more of these security robots everywhere that's what happened in here, is There there's a huge fight as security tried to keep your father from going in down to the bottom of the world and he he won uh in my mind this just
5: reaffirms and clears mind. That getting to the bottom is what gives you your conduit, because this is where her father got stronger than ever,
2: yeah he so he went to the bottom, came back, and then took the thing that powered the elevator and left um but as you as you go in the you, you tell the the voice like voice go down, um and the elevator starts, the door closed, and it begins going down, uh but the whole thing starts vibrating because it's an elevator, um and all the crystals begin rolling around uh can I Cast uh part of
5: me was like, I wanna cast Blink, but I was like, No, I don't wanna do that to Austin right now. I'm gonna cast uh
2: invisibility. Oh interesting. Okay, so clear you turn invisible. Uh do you do okay, so my my mind's eye, I just saw that part in uh Phantom Menace where those laser force fields start Mm. and Qui Gon Jin just sits down and waits. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm, so I'm picturing, yeah, Claire, you just like sit down in like a Jedi pose in the middle of the elevator as it's going, and the crystal starts rolling around, which of course the God King can feel. And he's like, who the fuck is in the elevator? <laughs> <laughs> and so all the crystals begin forming a pink salt golem, like the one that Vindros fought. Um, but when the God King forms a crystal salt golem in his image on the elevator with you, you are invisible. Yeah. And he is standing. Uh, be- like behind you, facing away, and there's just like this beautiful moment in this old nuclear facility <laughs> elevator of you and your father.
5: Yeah, there's just the the quiet tension of knowing that I want to kill this guy, but this isn't actually him, so I got to bide my time.
2: Yeah, Wolfpack, how do you solve the path of the joining conundrum?
3: Okay, okay. I think I think we have a solution. So, as Vindras is getting towards the 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 end of the mural where we're dealing with the the ascension and what comes next. Um Vindras ends with a panel that is uh caught on ascending as all of the party, definitely no caught on junior. Um, <laughs> uh, are handing a metaphorical set of tablets over to the people, and as as Vindros explains, before Corton left, his wish was that you take it upon yourselves to carry on his work and his his message. He didn't want you know, someone stepping in to be the new Corton. He wanted everyone to be the next Corton, so Oh god De- Democracy! Democracy! <laughs> <It's all laughs> democracy! Um Uh and she explains Look, those of us who traveled with Corton who were with him until the end, we will return. He has Work for you yet? He has things we there are things he will need from you, but until we return, Corton believes in you and your ability to not infight and to not make this a thing about grabbing for power. He trusts you and your ability to be like him.
2: All right. Uh, So uh, having just defeated that chimera in public and uh, having like a rationally like uh, an an appealing pitch, essentially, that the path of the joining will be a democratic institution. Yeah, Um, a
3: democratic institution where we the party may come back at some point and tell you, oh, yes, Corton needs you to do this. (laughs) <laughs> that's true um yeah I, it, it's very deliberate that the mural is like ah it is all of us Corton's messages handing handing democracy to you but but remember it is us
1: <laughs> otherwise this is a totally leaderless thing
4: yeah it's us
2: but i also think that uh you all have this perfect moment to to pivot the chimera attack into like basically the message is the god king has abandoned you he is your enemy Mm -hmm. uh let's you know unite against him i i
3: think i i think that is part of this i i i didn't know if we wanted to do that now or if this was a when the time comes we come back and yeah i suppose we should probably be setting the seeds for it now shouldn't we um Mm -hmm.
1: Well, yeah, this this attack is clear that the God King has no concern for your welfare or your well-being, and you must, and you know.
3: Not, yeah, not only that, the God King wants to destroy this beautiful thing that Corton created. The God King tried to destroy all of this love and happiness that you have created, and we cannot stand for that. And there will be a time when love is not the answer for dealing with a tyrant who would destroy this beautiful thing that we have created.
4: And and he was willing to destroy your entire, like, town and homes and population just to get at
3: Cortan.
2: Yeah, that's the funny thing is that the Chimera was here for vindross but you all immediately say it's here for Kortan. <laughs>
3: Yeah, this is one hundred percent. It's here for Corton, and or it's here just to destroy the 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 cult of the joining.
2: Um. Yeah. So a couple of things. There's a couple of responses here. One is that uh, every you know the majority of people agree with you. Enough people agree with you that it's not going to be uh an, an issue. Um. There's gonna be some people who are just like fuck this, I'm out, and they're gonna go to like Harp City. Um. Yeah. But that's You're it's not gonna. Bitch. you're not going to need to like murder these people. Um, And presumably they will also take with them, the halflings who you have, like you gave, you gave them a message saying like, here's an introduction from us to the moths and let them, you know, here, go work Mm -hmm. in the clinic. You know, we vouch for these people. Um, That's, that's one thing. Another thing is Weaver uh, who he has said this before, but he reiterates like, Hey, y'all, I am staying here. I'm going to, uh, you know, work in the path and help everyone develop their third eye and their gifts. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be cool to have this Turek army also throw things at their mind.
4: <laughs> yeah, that would be
0: cool.
2: Also, I just want to, like, chill. I don't really like being out there fighting and stuff.
1: And it would certainly be good having someone here you know capable of letting us know something's going wrong here
3: if, if if democracy seems like it's taking like a wild left turn towards like something terrible no, 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 just a like a right know turn about it's it.
1: taking a wild right turn ah yes democracy yes.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I guess i see what you're saying um yeah i'm mostly probably just going to smoke it out you know
2: preach <laughs> Uh, But yeah, so Weaver is staying. Um, I assume you want to take Dwayne, because of course you do. Oh, fuck yeah, Dwayne's got to come.
4: I mean, if I still can't use the sloth, then yes, Dwayne comes. I traded the sloth use in battle for Dwayne. If you take away Dwayne, I get my sloth back.
2: Yeah. Um, Let's just say once and for all uh, that at no point does anyone reveal uh, who Vereen is and that no one... uh, Basically reveals any deeper truths to Corton Junior. No one gives him the sword or anything. We just let well, this person think.
3: I have what they think. I have a conversation to have with Corton Junior. What? Well, uh, mm. so I I was discussing something with Conrad that would be a potential solution to that. Do do we think it's necessary? It's potentially it's
1: it's potentially entertaining, and it, and if not entertaining, like gives. That character a chance to be something other than just
3: yeah okay um and before I do this are you all right with with him potentially having the uh the the sword oh yeah that's fine in order to sell this cool okay um so Vindras is gonna find a quiet moment um to take Corton Junior aside and just say. Like as I said earlier, we really need some privacy for this. Um, she'll visibly have the sword with her at this point, and be like, "Can we? Can we talk aside somewhere?"
2: Yeah, I think he's like uh, still a little shaken because uh, a chimera three sides, the sides, size of a hippopotamus just ripped shit through his house. Yeah, um,
3: so he like just changes underwear <laughs> and he's back. <laughs> Once he's a little less shaken, um, Vinjross will take him aside and say the reason that creature came was not for the path of the joining, it was for Corton specifically. Um The God King is terrified of what what Corton had been had been doing and the only way to keep everyone safe was for him to go into hiding. The God King is gonna keep looking for Corton. And he's gonna keep looking for you. A time will come when Corton will come for you. But until But until then, you need to. You need to go into hiding. You need to not throw his name around, because that's only gonna draw the God King's attention, but he left you this and she's going to hand over the sword. Yeah. So I think he takes it and
2: actually how he thinks of this is like, my father had this sword or, you know, Mr. Hendricks had this sword and Corton had this sword like, and the God King is like this, this male- malevolent figure out there. He thinks like, here's how my my brain is putting it together like maybe they were part of some secret like resistance to the god king and he's carrying on their cool masculine legacy okay. but there's a key <laughs> aspect of the instructions that has not yet been conveyed it's really important is
1: this
3: the new name it's not just the name okay. it's the instructions as to yeah. what to yeah don't do. worry don't worry i'm getting to that i'm getting to that okay I'm, All right. I'm All right. Okay. we have so, don't worry don't worry I'm, I'm just going to say, um, Vareen gave uh, Vindras a new name, which, up until the moment it happens, I don't think Vindras knows if she's going to say it or not. Um. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so uh, Vindras says, look, change your name. You're right, it should have been Seamus. <laughs> okay. Um, Change your name, go to Harp City... Find work as an apprentice and await further instructions.
1: You have to give him
3: a name or else Corton won't know who to look for. Yes, I'm going to give the name. <laughs> oh, yeah. What did you say to call him instead? I, don't know. I said shame. I was saying
1: Shabus just as a joke. Okay, because you okay. Didn't like that His part new name, name is
3: Sherman Sheamus because I... <laughs> 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 because Vereen had suggested that Corton's new name should be Sherman Plunk, Plunk- Spunk. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> now it's, it's not Sherman to get Seamus. Knocked the kid down a couple pegs. That's all I'm it's saying. It's Sher- Sh- Sherman Seamus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So basically, the way this story for this character is going to end is he's going to go to a city, change his name, and wait for a visit that's never going to come.
4: Oh God! I, well, maybe he should.
1: But send him you know, to the I'm hoping too. that he'll
2: develop skills as a craftsman. You know, learn a
1: trade. And, you know, maybe meet someone nice, settle down. You know, set that whole weird thing behind him.
3: It's it's better than the other suggestion that Conrad had when we were chatting this out, which was uh, send the kid <laughs> to Denise. <laughs>
2: So she takes him apart.
3: (laughs) Jesus Christ. I was like, no, no, thank you. Hey,
5: then he could be exactly like Corton. He gets turned into a new (sighs) Denesian. I said,
1: if I, I I did add that if I did, the reason I didn't suggest that was actually because I didn't like the
2: opportunity it gave Austin.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he shows up for revenge with four arms.
4: No, eight arms.
2: (laughs) Actually, I wanted to add one thing at at the end of the Chimera fight, which is uh, to. uh, mefits go over to varine and one of them says message for you and the other one grabs the first one's face and like wrenches his jaws open and you hear denise's voice come out of his mouth and she's like hey i just got the new data for the fight sick job wow you really uh the phosphorus almost killed you huh that's what it's supposed to do i need to make some tweaks gotta get that shit stronger but i love the the ferocity you swing the thing of these these stats are looking great thank you
3: uh... But yeah, before before we before we send Junior off, I I think I think the way that Vindras sort of rationalizes this as an okay thing to do is that it's like, look, you're you're not. The alternative was a lot of the alternatives involved, um, telling you this man that you are convinced is your father, who you look up to, will never see you as his son, and that's a thing you're going to have to live with. And you know, well, that's probably the healthier thing to do. It's also you know like look, this way you get to have hope and get to be like, yeah, one, one day I will live on in the legacy, and that's not, you know, great, and it's a bad thing to there do. There is but
4: something to be said for that. It's it's
3: leaving him with hope rather than leaving him with, I'm going to crush all your dreams about this being your father. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a clear uh, best solution. There's no right answer. I think there's yeah. a lot of arguments to be had about if anyone owes it and this kid yeah. ad- fucking anything. I think there was a world in which you just fucking threw his ass off a cliff or something. So I think, oh yeah, they're, they're... yeah, but this is a family program yeah. and it is a child.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I think I think Vindros sees this at the very least as. You've got hope and maybe that sort of um, desire to live on and be a hero in, you know, in the vein of Corton can live on and you won't just go, fuck, ever doing anything. Because here's the thing, Vindras looks at this as, oh, if you, if you like completely sour him on the idea of his, his idol, this seems like a kid who could go supervillain someday.
2: <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, Denise, uh, tells, uh, Vereen that the data's looking good. Uh, Vindras tells Corton Jr. to go to Harp City with uh, her, his father's sword, leave some of those uh, things un, unsaid. Uh, Bramwell and Lola, what are you two doing? Uh, I, Lola, I guess you're, you're taking the Buigle to fix the town, huh? Uh,
4: yeah, and when I'm done, I'm going to use a rake to give it belly scritches.
2: Adorable. Because it's too and
4: big, I... you should just reach in my arms.
2: Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, to end this episode, I will have Bramwell be the one who receives uh, Cindy... Who comes over and says to you like, "Hey, thanks for saving the town. It's real sad to hear about Corton. I miss him. Yeah, these things happen
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay um i I guess you guys are leaving. Do you know where you're going? I hear i so when you were gone, I got some messages from my husband, uh, who's a soldier in the God King's War. There's a lot, a lot of dangerous stuff going on out there.
0: Hmm.
5: Interesting.
2: And uh, what, what does your husband's message say? Uh. Well, apparently, revolution has broken out all over Wormwood. Uh, the moles have risen up in the gore fields, Uh, the insect folk have risen up in Harp City. Um, it's it's real dangerous out there. Oh, shame that, really.
5: Anything else?
2: Well, I, the only other thing is that apparently uh, s- troops have been dispatched to the Glass Forest. The Merciel are the only, like, major minority population who haven't risen up yet. So I think the God King is going to try to stamp them out before they get ready. The insect folk were ready for some reason. The the moles were ready. Like, they're winning.
4: We got to save the bats. Hmm.
2: Interesting. Well, I shall pass that along
5: with post haste, and uh, I want to get, like, just, like, a couple steps out of ISOT, and then just start running, like, booking it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and with, with this Chimera fight, obviously the God King will be sending more people to Absinthia, which is apparently in revolt, so... The three places you've delivered the message of revolution, they like the iron mines were stripped for weapons. The, the, the insect folk were ready because of the moths. Um, and now the, the path of the joining has this place ready to fight. Uh, the only place that doesn't know soldiers are on their way is the glass forest.
4: We gotta go to them.
2: We gotta get there first. Um, and so as you're all running to like, get, get your stuff ready and get to set off, uh, Cindy just, uh, says goodbye to you all. And she says, uh, Oh, did you hear um when the the moles ro- rose up apparently because the god king's daughter was plotting against him. Uh which one? Oh, uh the the ash one, Amy? Yeah, she apparently she's a she was plotting to kill her father and when she was discovered, she kidnapped her sister. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. So, yeah, that went bad and everyone was evacuated. I guess the Duke Pendergrass and all those the people were like taken to the castle. So that place is the moles have it now.
4: Oh, oh
2: that's tragic news.
4: We gotta save the bats. Can I send the? Can I send the weagle to the bats?
2: Oh my God!
4: Can I? They can evacuate.
2: Next time on Dice Phone.